This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Clean Cut Barbershop, located on 21 East Kelsey Avenue in Salt Lake City, Utah. To schedule an appointment, visit cleancutbarbershopslc.com. Walk-ins are also welcome. Mention Short Story Bingo and receive $5 off your first visit. Now, on to the show! Ooh, that's a bingo! <laughs> Is that the way you say it? That's a bingo? You just say bingo. Bingo! How fun! Yo, yo, ladies and gentlemen, in the place to be. My name is uh, Nate Chacon III. This is Short Story Bingo, episode 44. What we do on this podcast is uh, I read stories that you might not have already heard or might not hear uh, ever. I'm a glorified narrator. It's like um, Audible, sort of. So uh, welcome back. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, What we're going to be going over to today is uh, a book from CJ uh, CG Miller called Four Short and Scary Tales. Uh, we're going to read, actually, this is the first, we're going to read two different stories uh, because they're, they're kind of short, so hence the name of the title of the podcast, maybe. <laughs> uh, but thank you guys so much for listening to the last episode, episode 43, The Corpse That Went Boating. Uh, that was from the short story collection by John Van Loon. Uh, got a, got uh, excuse me got a lot of feedback for that one so uh, pretty excited for this uh, next one to be uh, in full effect with that said um, make sure to email me shortstorybingo at gmail.com if uh, you have any stories that you'd like to hear also check out uh, the Facebook page just search short story bingo and on Instagram at short story bingo uh, with that said let's get into the top three countries that uh, have been heavily downloading the podcast obviously number one United States and then second Russia and then third coming in as uh, Canada so thanks Canada a eh? <laughs> whatever all right <laughs> and then the three top states uh, Utah Virginia shouts out to my sister and all the folks she's sharing it with out there and then in Maryland as well um, at the end of this podcast, we're going to be playing a song by Aretha Franklin, Rest in Peace to the Queen. Uh, just died yesterday, so um, yeah, man, definitely want to give our proper respects for that. Uh, with that, uh, the random Twitter followers shout out, and uh, today it's actually by the server that I use, at podbean.com. I use Podbean, have been since 2014. They have been super, super uh, gracious with me and in, you know, sharing the podcast and what have you. So big shout out. I finally got a follow from them. So that was super cool. Um, One of the things that I definitely want to mention is the support that uh, we've been receiving Uh, right now. We're averaging about 410 stream hits a day which is incredible to me uh when we when i first started restart uh like when i rebooted the podcast back in march of 2017 it was about at like 96 per day so thanks to you guys big ups super super happy that you all have been entertained and uh 
Big news that is coming down on the pipeline. I'm going to be starting a sub-series of the podcast, uh, potentially with, uh, like releasing two a week, or this one might be like one every other week. But still ironing out the details of what I want to do with it. But just know something else is coming down the pipeline. So hope you guys are good. Happy Podcast Friday. Uh, weekends are in order. Uh, we're making it happen. Just, uh, you know, doing our thing over here. Short story bingo. Again, go on to the Facebook page. I'm building it and uh, we are doing everything to put more content onto there. But until then, episode 44 is about to come in. So that means the intro song is on its way. Episode 44, short story bingo. 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 Sometimes they're funny and sometimes they're sad. Most of the time they're funny because I hate to be sad. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. Short story bingo. But don't take my word for it. Spare fingers. Yes. How do I always get stuck driving? Sean said to his friend Val in the passenger seat. His knuckles turned pale as he curled his fingers around the steering wheel and gripped the smooth leather. Every single time his friends wanted to do their dumb little rituals in the cemetery, he got stuck as as the getaway man. And there's always like that one friend that you're like, yo, man, you like, you know, you don't want to do this. So like, just like be in the car, man. It's cool. Just like be a fucking team player, bro. You know what I mean? Like, we're just trying to go. Like, there's a gravity hill out here in Salt Lake. And uh, we we definitely had a friend that, like, stayed closer to the car. And as we were trying to, like, I don't know, fucking find out if, like, the car would maybe go up the hill on its own. Like, if you put it in neutral or whatever. But anyway, so, yeah, this is what Sean's role is here. Okay. You're the best driver, Val said. At least you don't have to be out there. I don't know whether that's his voice, but that's his voice for this one. (laughs) Val looked past Sean through the driver's side car window. The glow of their friend's fire stood out vividly against the black of the cemetery. A slight chill scurried down his spine. Sean looked at Val. Speaking of which, why aren't you out there, hmm? Do we really need two people in the car? Screw that. Do you see how dark it is out there? Val said. (laughs) A slight crack rang out as he popped his neck nervously and wiped the sweat from his brow. Besides, something doesn't feel right tonight. Yeah, like fucking every night that you go to a cemetery, it doesn't feel right. And especially when you're going into it with like the attitude that you're going to find something. Yeah, nothing's going to feel fucking right. Sean laughed teasingly. Aw, poor little, poor widow valley. Scared of the dark? Do you need a kissums? Shut up. I'm not scared of the dark. I'm scared of what might be in it. Uh, duh. In a split second, the bright fire that had glowed so visibly a few moments ago snuffed out. Ooh. In a split second, the bright fire. Oh, excuse me. Did you see that? Sean said as his head, as, uh, as his head jerked to the left. He depressed the button on the door and the window slid down with a slight buzz. Yeah, let's, let's uh, roll down the window. That sounds great. 
Oh, damn. I don't like this, man, Val said as he began to quiver slightly. He peered out the open window as well, scanning frantically for any sign of his friends. A faint boom shook the ground ever so slightly as they looked, out the, uh, as they looked at the window. Did you feel that? Val asked nervously. Yeah, because it was not a faint boom. Well, I guess there's faint booms, like fireworks. Like you hear fireworks in the back, in like in the ambiance. If they're far away, that's a faint boom. It's a boom. Yeah, okay, I got you. All right. See how I just had to reason that to myself? Jesus. Uh, Did you feel that? Val asked nervously. Unfortunately, Sean said. His right hand instinctively moved towards the key in the ignition. Val, is this... Hold on. Instinctively moved towards the key in the the ignition. Is the car not going to start now? Okay. Val leaned over Sean. Kevin? He called out nervously into the night, only to be met with no reply. Guys! Sean also called out. But again, only silence met their ears. Suddenly, a figure could be faintly seen sprinting through the headstones. Sprinting through the headstones, like his figure, like that, oh God, that just gives me like the vision of like zombies that run. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not, I'm not like a huge zombie guy. Like I don't watch The Walking Dead or anything, but like when I see like shows where zombies running, I'm like, that can't be fucking, stop it. Stop running because how can you run and have that stamina? You're dead. (laughs) It attempted to jump over it, the figure. It attempted to jump over a small stone, but crumpled to the ground. Evidently not really good at hurdles. (laughs) The figure snapped back up in an instant and continued hobbling toward them. Hurt himself? Clearly. It yelled something out to them, but neither Sean nor Val could comprehend what was being said. Is that you, Kevin? Sean yelled. He hoped the figure could hear him, as something clearly was wrong. The figure continued running towards the car. Again, it yelled something out, but it was just barely too far away to make it out. I mean, fucking how far? Like, you can hear people like 40 yards away. Like, I think that's, I think that's Kevin, Val said as he squinted through the window because it's dark as shit. Like, where the hell is Don? His hands shook fiercely. Calm down, man, Sean said as he noticed Val's hands. I'm sure everything is fine. The car, the figure yelled out. They could only make out some of the words. Suddenly, the figure got close enough to see. It was Kevin, thank God. Only something clearly was not okay. His shirt had a jagged rip across the chest, and he had a nasty cut across his forehead. Maybe that was from the tumble. Maybe. I don't know. Start the car! Kevin yelled out again as he ran right up to the vehicle and swung the door open. He dived into the back seat. Go! 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 Dude, what the hell happened? Val said nervously as he turned around to look at his disheveled friend painting in the back seat. Panting in the back seat. He's just painting in the back seat. He's like, oh, oh yeah, well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, draw this out for you as if I was, uh, you know, a jury artist or a court artist. I don't even know what the hell those are called. What are those called? I don't know. That sounds funnier if he was painting in the back seat. Uh, Val said, dude, what the hell happened? Val said nervously as he turned around to look at his disheveled friend panting in the back seat. Where's Don? 
Dawn is gone. We need to get out of here now. Dude, where the fuck is Dawn? His chest heaved up and down. What do you mean Dawn is gone? Sean said. Where is he? What is going on? Something went wrong out there with the ritual tonight. Something broke through the the portal that, boom, with a gigantic quake that shook the whole car, a giant creature came jumping out and over the cemetery and slammed with authority into the street behind them. That reminds me of Jeepers Creepers. The asphalt cracked as easily as fresh baked bread. Super specific. (laughs) All three friends slowly turned around and gazed out the window at the dark thing that just crashed into the road. It looked into their eyes and let out a smile. God, its ragged teeth looked like yellow, misshapen pipes dripping with saliva. What the... Sean began, but he was cut off as the thing let out a terrifyingly ear-splitting roar. That's my roar. Let me do it again. What the... Sean began, but he was cut off as the thing let out a terrifyingly ear-splitting roar. All right. Drips of spit littered the back windshield. I don't know whose car this is, but that's definitely, you know, got to go to a car wash now. Sean spun around and turned the keys in the ignition. The engine let out a mighty growl as well. Am I doing these, all these, uh, Sound effects right now? This was happening? Okay. The engine let out a mighty growl as well. Competing with the one just unleashed by the monster. I mean, probably not competing too much unless you got like a a nice, uh, I don't know, like a good engine, man. (laughs) Sean put the vehicle in gear and punched his foot as hard as he could against the pedal. Get out of there, man. Yeah, fucking leave. The back tires let out a shrill screech as the tire uh, as the car thundered forward. He didn't care where they went as long as they got some distance between them and the creature. But the monster wouldn't be left alone. With another roar, <laughs> it began running like a gorilla after Sean, Val, and Kevin. Not Don, because Don's gone. Every step it took felt like a mini earthquake as it chased its prey, smashing anything in its way. It's getting on us, man, Val said, trying to fight back tears as he looked into the side mirror. Hold on, let me say that with tears in his eyes. It's getting on us, man, Val said, trying to fight back tears as he looked into the side mirror. Every step the monster took, it got closer to them. It didn't seem like their vehicle was fast enough. Does it say what kind of car it is? Let's go. No, there's no. I mean, what kind of car are you guys driving? Sean looked into the rear view mirror and saw the giant creature stoop and pick a car high above its head. It then flung it in front of their. Oh, shit. It then flung it in front of their vehicle as Sean squeaked to a halt to avoid a crash. Squeaked? Like, if you're hitting the, the brakes that hard, that don't feel like the, the squeak. I feel like that's like a like a uh, crazy brake screech with your tires. Like, 
suppose it's a squeak. I just sound like that's a squeak for me. It then flung it in front of their vehicle as Sean squeaked to a halt to avoid a crash. They were done. The monster beat on its chest excitedly and rocketed forward. The friend screamed as it picked their car up and ripped the back of... Uh, hold on. The friend screamed as it picked their car up and ripped the back off as if it were a box of crackers. With a sickening smile, it tossed its head back and opened its cavernous mouth wide. With a flick, it tossed the friends into its mouth and swallowed. <laughs> what the fuck? All right, so that's the first story. Uh, apparently, this, uh, this creature was not to be uh, messed with. And whatever happened to Don? Like, I want the backstory and what Don did. They were, what ritual were they doing? And what portal did they open? And why was uh, Val just chilling in the car along with uh, Steven? Sean, Sean. Yo, man, so you guys don't participate in the rituals? Like, you just have a couple Satan or Satanic worshiping friends or whatever? Oh, well, whatever. Dawn was done. So that's the first story. How do I always get stuck driving? Let's uh, read this next one. It's called The Savior. The Saviors, excuse me. Can you believe... Oh, hold on. Let me get a better voice for this guy. Can you believe all this alien talk lately? Brian said to his wife. He reached up and opened the cabinet door with a creak. He grabbed one of the lime green coffee cups from the set they had received as a wedding gift nearly a decade ago. He always hated the cups. Then throw them away, man, or have that conversation. You know what I'm saying? But they, like all the rumors about aliens lately, just wouldn't seem to go away. I'm sure that was someone's decision. The pungent smell of old coffee filled his nostrils as he removed the stained pot from its base and poured some of the maple syrup-colored liquid into his cup. That's not coffee, man, okay? That's fucking motor oil, all right? Take it easy with uh, the filtering process. To boot, the coffee pot was also a wedding gift. It's all very crazy, May said. What do you suppose they want? May stabbed a piece of bacon on her plate with her fork as if she was wielding a tiny steel trident. Just pick it up. She placed a piece of warm, crispy meat on a slice of buttery toast and made a mini sandwich. A smile crept across her face as she munched down on the delicious concoction. I'm not sure, said Brian. But I hope whatever the reason is, it's a peaceful one. We can't even stop humans from fighting other humans, let alone a superintelligent species that's capable of interstellar travel. Imagine what kind of weapons they must have if they know how to travel faster than light. How do you even know that, Brian? You don't, all right? I mean, I'm, uh, I think that there's probably 
I mean, I can't say probably and say that I think that. I think that there's life outside of our planet. I don't know what that life means, whether it's like tiny little organisms or like actual thriving colonies. But I mean, I feel like if with how large the universe is, you know what I'm saying? But there's no, I mean, to our public knowledge, I suppose. And that's like getting all conspiracy theory, right? That there's not like a, I don't know, that these guys just have like incredible technology. Although you might, you know, assume so. What if we have the better technology? I don't know. Anyway. Brian sat down next to his wife and reassuringly squeezed her hand. What a nice boy. He could tell she was a bit shaken up by the whole situation. And honestly, he couldn't blame her. He was scared himself. He put the coffee cup to his lips and took a small sip. The pipe being hot, liquid slithered down his throat like a snake, and he shuddered. It needed to cool a few more minutes. Thanks for calling in today, by the way, May said. No problem, love. I'm here for you. I know you are, May said back. And I love you for that. And I love you, Brian said. He reached over and kissed her. Her lips tasted like salty, like bacon. <laughs> what the? It's a click. It says click, but I'm going to make the sound. So, it's a, so, after he kissed, so her lips tasted salty, like bacon. The television in the front room suddenly came to life. What's that show? Poltergeist? Is it Poltergeist? What's that little girl's name? Uh, damn it. Off the top of my head, you know what? I'm going to look this shit up. Poltergeist. Yeah, the, that's uh, where the TV's the portal or something. Poltergeist. What's the little girl's name? Da, 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 da. Yeah, there it is. Uh, Diane is the mom. Steve is the dad. Carol Ann, that's it, Carol Ann, okay, alright, anyway, so, the television in the front room suddenly came to life, the blue light from the monitor shone brightly into the dining room, did you turn the TV on, May asked, no dear, Brian stood and squinted at his eyes slightly in confusion, he walked towards the television, he flicked the light switch in the corner and the lamp light drowned out most of the blue TV light. I think it must have just turned on by itself, May. Are you sure? Can you see the remote? Yeah, it's on the a pair of pupilless, stretched out oval eyes instantly popped onto the TV screen like two oversized creepy eggs. Hello, Earth. Oh my god, hold on. I can't fucking do that. Okay. Are you sure? Can you see the remote? Yeah. It's on the a pair of pupilless, stretched out oval eyes instantly popped onto the TV screen like two oversized creepy eggs. Hello, Earth, the eyes said. May, you should probably come in here. 
May stood up from the table and pushed her chair in, because she has manners, okay? Her hands quivered. She didn't like her husband's tone. She walked slowly into the living room and gripped her husband's arm hard as she saw the eyes on the TV. Who the hell is that? May asked, scared. I'm not sure, love, Brian responded. The eyes blinked once and shifted slightly. They were so unsettling. Hello, Earth. We have intercepted your television signals to broadcast this message to your race. May gripped her husband's arm tighter. Her knuckles were whiter than rice. White rice, not brown rice. By now, you know we are an extraterrestrial race. We come from a galaxy beyond yours. <coughs> Jesus, this hurt my throat. We come from a galaxy beyond yours to extend a helping hand, as your planet says. What do they mean? Help us from, from what? May said. I don't know, Brian responded. Since the beginning of time, we have been entrusted with ensuring the healthy survival of organic life. Oh, they're vegans. They're vegan aliens. Okay, nice. Just kidding. <laughs> there are very few planets in the cosmos that can support life. So, naturally, we have been keeping an eye on humanity for ages. Making sure things ran smoothly with you. The eyes blinked eerily again. Unfortunately, things have not gone smooth for humanity. You are a crude and ignorant race. You fight and kill one another on a daily basis and have all but forgotten what it means to truly be alive, to feel, to be passionate, to love. Is he giving them like a like a, a therapist? Like, is this a fucking group meeting or something? To be passionate, to love. <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, he's got a point. Actually, you know, hey, let's go grab a notebook, and you know, we can tell our friends about this, and we can let them know exactly what we can be doing to be more passionate, to feel a little bit more, to love a little bit more. <laughs> May wrapped her arms tightly around her husband in embrace, as if to prove the eyes wrong. But do not fear, Earth. I love that these two represent Earth. So he's just like, oh yeah, you two are the representatives for... 6.5 billion people. But do not fear, Earth. For that is why we have come. We are here as your savior. We will be the guiding light that saves the masses. We will be the beacon of hope that you all so desperately yearn for. I wonder how they plan to do that, Brian said suspiciously. I want him to be like, shut the fuck up and listen. <laughs> but 
but you all need not fret on that now. The means of our clans will be revealed in time. Uh-oh, the clans. So that means a lot of people are going away. Rest assured, though, that before we leave, every remaining man, woman, and child will know what it means to truly be alive. Well, the ones that would stay alive, yeah, for sure. The eyes seem to light up in delight at this last cryptic pronouncement. May looked up into Brian's eyes, clearly terrified. What do they mean by remaining, Brian? May asked. Tears began to well up behind her eyes. I I don't know, love. He said, oh, hold on. I, I, I don't know, love. He said back as he took her hand in his. Oh, and Earth. The eyes on the TV said, you're welcome. What? Stop it. This, that's what he said. Oh, and Earth, you're welcome. Mic drop. With a snap, the picture cut off and the TV again went back to the blue screen. That's the end of that. <laughs> That's the saviors. And how do I always get stuck driving? Both of them uh, were done again by C.G. Miller. Uh, very short tales. And obviously the second one was uh, in reference to how... You know, Earth is going to be encountering, uh, you know, aliens or what have you. But I don't know, man. It seems uh, pretty cryptic to me. But uh, yeah, anyway, episode 44 in the books. That's the first time I read two stories. I should probably do that more often if I uh, have smaller ones. I wanted to read a uh, more recent tale as far as like the author is concerned. And uh, so, yeah, we did that. So. Yeah, episode 44 is in the books. Again, follow the Facebook page and uh, the Instagram. Just search short story, um, short story bingo. And be sure to follow, share, subscribe. This is on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, all those things. And remember, I have, uh, you know, a new sub series that's going to be coming out. I want, I'll reveal it on the next episode. Uh, because I'm, I'll be getting all, all the details panned out and what have you. Um, so thank you guys for, again for joining in. We're going to be playing some uh, Aretha Franklin here at the end. And uh, have a great week uh, weekend. Happy Podcast Friday. And uh, yeah, we are out. And we are family. Did Aretha Franklin do that song? No. No, she sure didn't. R-E-S-P-C-T. Honestly, though, rest in peace, Aretha Franklin. So, Oh, also, big shout-out to our sponsor, Clean Cut Barbershop. I just got my haircut today uh, from Jody, and they do an amazing job. 21 uh, West Cal- uh, Kelsey Avenue in Salt Lake City, Utah. I just mentioned short story, Bingo. And you receive $5 off your first service, whether that be like a beard trim, uh, a fade, a haircut, excuse me, uh, or a haircut and a beard trim, or you want to go for the the top notch haircut and uh, personalized beard trim where they uh, put like they 
uh, it's like a humidifier or what have you against your face and it just brings out the hair so that you can get the premium shave so yeah big shout outs to uh, all those cats over there holding it down for us jody john and the rest of the camp um you guys are wonderful so episode 44 in the books so glad to be here with you happy podcast friday and we're done have the rest of a good weekend aretha franklin is up next Boom! Spare fingers! Yes! I got a call the other day. It was my sister Carolyn saying, Aretha, come by when you can. I've got something that I want to say. When I got there, she said, you know, rather than go through a long, drawn-out thing, I think the melody on the box will help me explain. You gotta find me an angel. Fly away with me. Gotta find me an angel who set me free. My heart's without a home. I don't want.